This is a message to all my supporters of this podcast. I'm introducing a new supporters program. You can contribute a small amount as a one-off payment to show your love for this podcast. Thank you in advance for all your contributions. So this is my seventh podcast. Um, I'm going to talk about how to set up a startup. Now, this just so for you have some background, um, I've never actually started a startup. So some of you might immediately switch off uh, thinking I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, So I'm going to take it from two viewpoints. The first viewpoint is that about a year ago, um, I was very much involved in uh, trying to create a startup. Um, And it was a it was working quite well. It was uh, I'd got to the point where I was looking for investment um, and then some personal factors came in which meant that I didn't pursue it and maintained my role as a corporate employee so I know from the the concept stage from the from the conceptual stage of a startup because I'd thought about employees I'd thought about businesses I thought about the business I thought about how we could develop it and scale it so um I I will, let's be honest, I'm going to take it from a theoretical point of view because I haven't actually registered a company in my name and actually worked as a startup. But I do think I can add some value with people that don't really know enough about startups. <clears throat> and the problem is, mainly, is that it's very cool. It's very sexy to be an entrepreneur. Um <clears throat> Maybe 15 years ago, it wasn't so attractive, but at the moment, it's a very cool area to be in. And lots of people are starting up businesses because they think it's the next next best thing. And it's going to be amazing. Going to have that billion dollar company that I'm going to sell to Google. Realities are that there isn't lots of them. And don't get me wrong, you could be successful and you could sell to Microsoft or Google or uh, whoever. Um, But you might also just have a business that ticks along and suits your lifestyle and gives you challenges that you enjoy. Um, and it never gets to the point where you're selling it to Google. So there's lots of different, um, lots of different views on this, but I'm going to take it from a theoretical point of view. Let's, I'm going to be honest with you, um, because of my lack of, uh, knowledge of actual practical, I'm going to take from, and what I've spoken to other people about. So, um, I'm going to quote from the, these, these points are quoted from, um, before you set up a startup by Paul Graham. Um, so check that out on, uh, on, as a podcast himself, he talks about how to set up a startup. I think, I think the, the, the podcast is how to set up a startup. Um, but I found it incredibly useful when I was thinking about being, uh, starting a, uh, a business. Um, I read this and, 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 and listened to it and, and it made a lot of sense to me. So that's why I'm sharing it with you tonight today. Um, so first things first, you need a product. You need a service, you need an idea, right? I'm not going to dwell on that because lot, one person might be a service to provide to financial industry. Another service might be uh, a yoga classes. Another service might be a um, something crafty or, or, or like a table that you create and you sell loads of tables. So I'm not going to dwell too much on that, but there are a million different versions of what the right service product or idea uh, you should choose. <clears throat> The next important, so sort of pre point one, I would say is 
all of your first hires, you should consider, even if they don't have equity in the business, you should consider them as founders. You don't want to motivate or to to manage these people particularly because these guys are going to really push your business to whether it's to a point where you have a minimal viable product or you've started to get alpha testers or even beta testers. So it's critical that that you treat your found, your your initial hires as founders. So um, I think you need to, when you're hiring your first people, be very mindful that it's not just uh, people you like. It's actually people who have a skill set which will benefit and 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 contribute to your business. So point one: startups don't follow your instincts, right? So what that means is startups are a sometime, sometimes a uh, illogical action. You can have a career and be logical about how you want to pursue that and be very political and very practical. Startups don't work like that. You have to live off your uh, live off your experiences that you've had, speaking to mentors that will be able to guide you. But they don't always follow the most logical path. So I would definitely advise if you're thinking about starting a, a business, you get people around you, whether it's uh, a financial advisor, a finance like investor that, that that wants to invest in your business. They might really like you. And they would be possibly on your board straight away because they are a financial investor and they can add value to your business. Um, So so you just need to be a little bit illogical about how you you approach a startup. Second point I want to talk about is the people. So we've talked about the new people, the, 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 the first hires are like your founders. But one key thing, whenever your business is being going through a new set of hires you just have to trust your your instinct on people i left that deliberately that pause just for you guys to really think about that because you need to have people that you like and that you want to work with and you respect them and um what you don't want is troublesome people arrogant people people are not going to contribute to to your business whether it is printing out loads of copies before a presentation or uh, going to get a brochure done or whether it's chipping in with the photocopying or chipping in with going to get the coffees or whatever it is you got to trust your people how you got to trust the people that you hire because these are the people that are going to really push your business you can't accept people that are not going to contribute to your business um so um you need people to to want you to succeed um, you don't always need people that have had startup experience as your employees. Um, you just need people that really want you to succeed and for the business to be successful. And so I would definitely say um, that is a critical. You need to trust your instincts. You need to trust the people that you work with. So um, so I would say that that is very, very important. Um, as a sort of... Uh, case study Mark Zuckerberg employed his um, his friends uh, and didn't it didn't always work out as well as he'd hoped I think Um, so it's all very easy when you've come out of say you come out of university you want to start up a business and you've got a bunch of mates all want to get involved in it Um, 
hiring people is more about skills than rather than your mates. But um, lots of people have done uh, that in their uh, lives. And um, uh, I don't think even me telling you this and you hearing this doesn't won't necessarily stop you from thinking that your mate Bob can contribute so much because you're best mates to your business. You'll soon learn whether you need to reject him not as a friend but you need to whether you need to reject him as a as as a uh, first set of employees so so the next thing is point three is um you need to solve problems um you need to stop um thinking about the game the political game that is played at corporation level whether that is getting advocates or whether that's getting people in moderation or or review stage that we're going to vouch for you. Business and startups don't follow that system. And you're kind of taught that um, at university, how to play the system. And you follow through when, when you go into work that you need to make sure you have the key people uh, vouching for you, being an advocate for you. So, uh, and you don't want in your startup that sort of political level uh, happening because there's too much to do. You don't want people positioning themselves because what you actually want is you actually want to deliver a business uh, for for your alpha or beta testers or for a minimal viable product. You need to deliver by X date uh, so your investor knows what they're getting. Uh, you don't want people playing political games and, and playing people off at each other. So, um, so I would definitely say games and tricks uh, are definitely out. Uh, when you're considering starting up a business. Uh, So point four is startups are all consuming. Uh, I'll leave a little pause there as well. Um, I think it's important that you understand that startups are kind of like your children. Um, they are all consuming. They are nonstop. They just keep sucking the life out of you. Um, I've got two children and I know how utterly demanding they are when I spend time with them. And how I understand that startups are exactly the same. So I would say to you that if you're not committed to this venture, then I would say do not, do not just take it lightly and think, oh, you work it out as you go along. You need to be 100% committed to this venture. Um, You might decide that you only want to do the venture for a year and see what happens in a year's time. That also could could be a viable um, uh, idea if you've got other commitments and you can only take a year out um, but you've got to just understand that it might be late nights it might be early mornings it might be selling it might be uh, buying it might be developing it might be out on the streets handing out flyers whatever it is god you're gonna work hard to get this this up and running and being successful so please don't take any any thought that this was going to be easy. Um, point five, which is uh, <clears throat> which is kind of linked to point four, is 
even though I've just described to you that startups are all consuming, unless you've actually experienced it, I don't think you can actually tell anyone uh, how demanding it is. So I'm not going to go in a great in depth about how demanding it is because I've never actually done it. Uh, but I can tell, tell you how all consuming children are. And that is probably my, my closest, uh, my closest example to that. So, um, Speak to people that have started businesses, whether they're serial entrepreneurs, whether they are investors, whether they are friends of the family that have run a business for 20 years, a family business. They all can add value when you're trying to collect data and understand what's needed and what, what's required. So um, I think you need to get into the mindset that you, you need to have this as a successful idea. You need to have an open mind on what is required. As I've just said previously, you might need to print flyers. You might need to print brochures. You might need to go to the local store to get something that, that's critical for the office or whatever it is. It will be all consuming and all, everything that you need to do, you just need to do. Um, uh, point six is... Don't start your business idea with, I'm trying to think up the best startup idea. So when I approached it, I had approached it in the best way, in my opinion, is by finding a need. So the only way that you're going to have a successful business is if there's a need. And if there's a need, the people will buy from you. So you need to approach an industry, a sector, uh, 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 something that you know will always help to have a background in the knowledge side of it and what you want to do is you want to be able to uh, think of something that will supply a need now if if it is there's, there's a slight uh, counterintuitive that often uh, successful startups are specialized areas that go into mass culture uh, so so Facebook was quite niche on social community and creating a community, but actually it was very scalable and we could, I, I'm not sure what the numbers of how many billion are actually on, I think it's 2 billion, over 2 billion of people in the world. There's 7 billion in the planet and 2 billion use Facebook or are registered on Facebook. So uh, I would say that you're much better approaching it from the problem side, from the need side, rather than I've got this great idea. We can use artificial intelligence. We can use machine learning. We can use VR, AR, because this is great idea and we love the technology. Well, that's not going to sell you very much. So that's definitely the wrong way uh, to think about it. And just uh, so you know, Yahoo!, Google and Facebook all started as side projects. So something I've talked about is the 70-20-10 rule. So for me, 70% of my concentration is on my career. 20% of my time is based on Twitter mainly uh, and social media. And 10% of my time is to do my podcasts. So I would say that every... 20 and 10 has the potential to be your 70 so it's worth investing a bit of time whether it's like a hobby whether you do it night after work or you do it weekends whatever is suitable for you um but some of the biggest companies that exist at the moment i google and facebook yahoo not so much but google and facebook all started from 
a side hustle, uh, 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 an, an, another alternative way of spending their time doing something meaningful that doesn't include um, their main, which at the time was university or college, uh, but uh, it could be a career. So don't, please don't think that just because you have a job, you can't start up a business. I would suggest, unless you're uh, just coming out of university and you're living at home and you've got the whole garage thing that you can work on, uh, a lot of people don't have that uh, scenario. So they might have a job that which they need to keep because they've got to pay for their their rent or their mortgage, and so they need to keep their job. So the the side projects are definitely worth uh, investing some of your time in. You never know whether you're twenty and ten might turn into your seventeen. So they're my uh, six points, but I just wanted to just take up on a on on something that um, when you're thinking of these ideas um, and you're trying to work out your your business, it's got to be something that you know a lot about. Now, whether that's that you've worked in the industry for twenty years and you're you're forty or fifty and you 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 know it inside and out, or whether it's something that you've studied and you've understood and uh, you know that you can take that to the next level, you need to have a ground in in that area. You're never going to be successful unless you've got a ground in in the business before. Uh, trying to start a, a startup. Um, so so if you're if you're in software don't try and set up a hotel. It just won't work. It just is not the way that you need to do things. So uh, always, uh, if you want to do something in hotels, then maybe take a year out of your job if you can afford to and work in a hotel and work in as a bellboy at the front service, uh, taking people up and maybe in the HR and, and whatever it is to be able to understand the industry and the sector. So I would definitely say that hands-on experience and understanding the processes of whether it's a hotel or a piece of software, whatever it is, you need to be able to understand it inside and out. So, so don't think you can just jump from one to the other and it'll be fine. Uh, you've got to have a need or a problem uh, that interests you. So you've 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 done your you've worked there for a year, but this has got to be something. This has got to be your passion. This has got to be something that you are going to work at one o'clock in the morning to deliver a presentation at eight o'clock because you love your job, your you love your business, you love your startup, you want it to succeed. Um, so. Uh, You've, you've just got to love what you're doing. And if whatever it is, the grind, the hustle, the pain, you need to love it to make it truly successful. Um, and, and just on a sort of people side, you need people that, that you like and respect in your small startup. If you've only got, I don't know, 10 people, five people, three people, you've got to have people that you enjoy working with. It's so important. You've got to turn up every day and enjoy spending time with them. You spend more time, even in a job, more time with your work colleagues than you do with your family. You've got to enjoy their company or it will just become a grind and will not be a positive experience for you. Um, so I would say uh, you've got to enjoy the people that you work with. So definitely hire sensibly, hire well. Um, and just a sort of one last extra project uh, idea for you to take forward if you're thinking of starting up a startup is um, you've got to think about the future. 
<clears throat> so you've got to be able to, when you're thinking about an industry and a need, you've got to then be able to portray it how it's going to look in a year or two years or five years time. Maybe not five years, but if you're looking at a startup, you've got to understand where the industry sector is going in the next year. And whether your 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 problem that's solving this need, you don't want you don't want a business that's going to solve a need today, because a lot of industries now they're moving faster and faster, and therefore you don't have that uh, luxury of being able to uh, have a business and get it set up really quickly. You've got to think about the future, and you've got to think about what your industry sector is going to look like in that future. So. So, so that's just a, a it's, it's a general thing that I think if you're if you're interested in an area of business, you would think about future trends, future thoughts, future ideas. Whether that's from universities or thinkers or entrepreneurs, you need to be able to think about what your future industry is going to do. So that's where I'm going to stop now. That is uh, how to start up a startup by theory rather than experience and so the big caveat at the end the big is you need to consult you need to talk to people that start businesses that have started businesses that are investors to be able to help you so i won't witter on any more about that so i will just finish with Please check me out on Twitter. I'm at Mark Hayward 169. Uh, please do also look at my YouTube videos. So my YouTube videos are uh, passed through into Twitter. And also please look out for my podcast on Libsyn and on iTunes and on Stitcher. So please keep your eye out for that. Uh, if you've got any questions, uh, please do direct them to uh, my uh, Twitter page. Uh, that would be great. Um, and uh, I'll finish it there. Right. Uh, I am a corporate employee with an entrepreneurial mindset. And hopefully you've understood uh, today uh, what the entrepreneurial mindset is all about. So please take it forward. Enjoy it. And uh, hopefully you'll have some billion dollar businesses. Thanks. To make sure millions of people are getting paid on time and in compliance, ADP is staying on top of each new piece of legislation. So when it comes down to it, ADP isn't just a payroll and HR company. We're the company that helps you navigate complexity. Learn more at ADP.com.